I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk. Let's bring back Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare. Wiley, first things first, how about them Cowboys? They went another important one. You've got to love what you're seeing from Dallas so far. you got to pick these wins up. got to pick up the ones at the schedule that look like W's. So I'm excited to talk about it. Well, this was a test for both teams. And at first it looked like Carolina was really doing a better job, but the second half was quite different. But, man, I knew from the beginning... I could not count out Sam Darnold because during his time with the New York Jets, he did, in fact, humiliate us. But I figured, everybody says, well, that was during his time in New York, now he's in Carolina. But then I have to remind everybody, he's in a better situation than now. I mean, what we've seen from Sam this season, that's the true Sam Darnold. That's the Sam Darnold from the University of Southern California. Now it's quite clear the New York Jets... Do not know how to use a quarterback. More importantly, they do not recognize talent. I forgot that Sam Darnold's best moment came against the Cowboys as a Jet. That's funny. But, he, yeah, he definitely is a completely different player with the Panthers. And Adam Gase is coaching high school. So he went from back-to-back NFL jobs to coaching high school. So that pretty much says what you need to know about Adam Gase. And if you're a Panther fan, you have to be excited about Darnold. This is definitely a guy with a higher ceiling than Bridgewater. So the Cowboys, I think, definitely needed to win this game. The Panthers' offense runs through McCaffrey, and they lost the pretty much the best secondary player in the rookie horn. Didn't have either of those guys going into this week. So it's cute to see that. Cute to see a dub. Well, and coming to this game... The Panthers, number one in total yards per game. This is on defense. The best passing defense and the best rushing defense. And also, I should stress that Carolina came to this game leading the league in sacks. So here's my point. I noticed Dak Prescott was not sacked at all this game. And number two, again, the Panthers having the number one rushing off uh, defense the Cowboys got nearly 250 yards on the ground. Zeke Elliott, 20 carries, 143 yards. Hey, I know that you've lost your religion with Zeke, but you got to admit, Zeke had a hell of a game. This is what we want to see from Zeke. We always say establish the run, and this was a great case of that. Zeke and Pollard both look sharp. It's a big reason why we didn't see any sacks, because if you really keep the defense honest with a steady diet of runs, then it Takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback, and that's really when Dak is at his best, is whenever there's not a lot of pressure on him. Whenever Dak throws 60 times a game, people might get their chodes hard about all those empty passing yards, but it's absolute garbage. This is what you want to see from Dak. Lots of easy throws for touchdowns, and he's passing only when the defense gives him a good pass look. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Dak, his first play of the game, he... he... Could have been sacked, but he see how he just tossed the ball last second to Zeke, and Zeke turned what would have been probably a seven-yard loss to like a three-yard gain. You remember that? That was the first play of the game. I do, and a fire has been lit under Zeke Elliott. It's cleared. T- Tony Pollard has really inspired this guy to play up to his potential and start trying. 
That's probably true, but I really want to say maybe, just maybe, maybe Zeke heard what you said, and maybe Zeke said, all right, fine. If these guys don't believe me, if the Bear of Texas and the Venomous Dare don't believe in me, well, I'm going to make a believer out of them. If that's the case, then you know what? Like I've said, if Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott, obviously, guys, we cut last season, we lost our religion with, with these guys. If these guys can, can turn things around, I will get on this show, and I'll say, all right, well, these guys are doing a good job, and... I have to say that about Dak Prescott. I mean, Zeke's getting there, but Dak has made progress. And this game, Dak, you know, and, and honestly, I've seen some people on Twitter, they're not happy because he's not throwing for 400 yards. Like, you know what? Look, I don't care. He threw four touchdowns. He had a good game. All right, I get it. But in this case, our running game is basically taking 80% of the spotlight. And like you said, you made it clear. If the running game is effective, and of course, if the play calling continues to utilize the running game, we keep our defense off the field, we win games. It alleviates the pressure, okay? The pressure, the key word, because the Cowboys, if they're in, if there's a lot of pressure inflicted on them, they choke, all right? So it's about keeping the pressure as low as possible, and the running game has been a huge factor in doing just that. Agreed, and the defense has improved a little bit across the board, but really the emergence of Diggs and his nose for the ball and ability to create turnovers has been the main difference from last season because as much as the defense would get up, get lit up last season, they were horrific at forcing turnovers, and the Cowboys are in sort of a position now where, interestingly, they can get enough turnovers to give their offense the ball and we're seeing that really help the offense and make it where the offense has the ability to dominate the time of possession. And speaking of Trayvon Diggs, I swear to you, I am not exaggerating when I tell you this guy is improving day by fucking day, man. Trayvon Diggs is the second player in Cowboys history to have five interceptions through the first four games of the season. You want to take a guess the last time that happened, Wiley? Take a guess. 1994. Not even close. 1968. Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we... I, I swear to God, all these things about Diggs... Like I researched it because Trayvon Diggs is giving us what we want. He's not only playing well, but he's, in our case, he's giving us shit... He's giving us talking points. So you know what? The fact that he's doing that, we're going to go in and talk about him. Check this out. His second career multi-interception game. He had that last year also. It's, so it's good that he's had that in back-to-back -back years. Okay. And check this out. Diggs, the first player in Cowboys history to have an interception uh, like in the first four games. That's actually the first time since the merger of the NFL. Only 16 players since the merger of the NFL have had an interception in each of the first four games. Riveting. <laughs> and, well, and... Uh, you know, we all remember in 2018, the Cowboys only had nine turnovers, okay? That was all season. The Cowboys already have eight through four games. Exactly. And you can trot out the old Bill Parcells idiom about the turnover differential and how important it is. It's true. The Cowboys are never going to be like a shutdown-style defense. It's very hard in the modern NFL. But what they can be is a defense that has a couple playmakers that will force turnovers and if you combine that with a good running game, you can shut down teams that have a high-powered offense that are better than yours. In a similar way that we saw the Buffalo Bills attacked in the 90s Super Bowls, where their aggressive hurry-up offense was ground down with a sort of pace-focused play. Mm -hmm. 
during a time, you know, but football was played different. And it wasn't just the two turnovers. I mean, five sacks by the Cowboys' defense. I mean, that's pretty freaking impressive for a team that has a depleted defensive line unit. I mean, number 94, Randy Gregory had two of them. And, man, those two sacks he had, just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you've got to see the line. The line and the secondary are sort of, uh, they coalesce, so to speak. They're a team that really have to work together, a tandem that if the line can create pressure, it's going to give you more opportunities, and you need to be able to rush, obviously. So now we got that out of the way. Look, I know that uh, my friend uh, from arch rivals Ricky Lintwinkowicz is not going to be happy with me because he's always telling me you got to have more, you got to have more faith in your boys, Bear Man. I'm like, look, I'd like to, but it's difficult. But look, this Cowboys secondary, there's still some major problems, and we saw this in, in this particular game, particularly in the fourth quarter, because there was a play. The Panthers were on a fourth and eight. Not only did the Panthers convert, but that turned into a 55-yard gain. On a 4th and 8. But that's the problem. On 3rd and long, that's been a problem this season particularly. The Cowboys are terrible on stopping on a 3rd and long. And the defense sort of goes flaccid. They sort of give up. I think it's because they had to play against Jason Garrett for so long, and he just would always run 3rd down give-up plays. So I think they're used to playing against that. Okay, well, the Cowboys have to get all the Jason Garrett shit out of their head. Jason Garrett is no longer part of the Cowboys. They gotta forget about him. Forget it. His influence is no longer of relevance here in the Big D. Quite frankly, there was probably not much of a great influence anyway. The bottom line is, let it go. Forget about him. Pretend the man doesn't even exist, alright? It is okay. We that's the problem with the Cowboys. You stay you stay stuck in the past. I mean, there the future just gets more and more affected. But anyway, I mean, breathe for a second because I'll, I'll, I mean, even though you said it's right, I mean, th- th- okay, how many years do we have to go with, with this Cowboys defense? It literally makes you and me want to th- just rip our hair out. <laughs> well, I mean, it's improved from what it was. I feel hard. I think it's kind of hard to do like the blow up and complain bet whenever we win and we look really good. This is a defense that got to the quarterback and forced turnover. So I think we should pick our spot. I mean, complain and rip the defense. You're right. But I have to address the fact that, you know, especially in the fourth quarter, I mean, we got outscored 14 to 3. Okay. And the fact that. On, on the, from what I understand, I understand, like with the final scoring play of Carolina, that Panthers player was not even covered, total blown coverage. I mean, that's the blown coverage. That that's the problem of how Carolina kind of got back in the game. Okay, and not that's mentioned at the beginning. Sam Darnold. I mean, we we could we could even sack the guy. I mean, this guy was being under pressure, and Sam Darnold would just run all over us, literally steamroll us. Well, if you're gonna complain about the defense. Like, missed assignments, players having their head up their ass and not knowing what to do. That's something that you can complain about. We saw that cost them a touchdown versus Philly last week. But if they're pressuring the quarterback and threatening turnovers, then that's really what we need to focus on as far as a win condition. I mean, I'm just glad that Cowboys were finally able to get to the quarterback, but, you know, 
when you gotta get when you hit the guy and he's showing signs of going down, don't give up on the play. You finish it. Okay, you, you gotta finish it. You gotta yeah. keep going until until the play is, is fucking blown dead. But I have to be honest. I mean, the defense, the secondary is still having problems. But you know, the fact that they kind of survived. I mean, that play, Tony Pollard specifically on that play that gave us the first down. If I remember correctly, Zeke Elliott made a little trick play. He tossed it to Pollard, which you know, which really fooled yeah. that player and then got the first down. But but you know the offense. I'm, I'm telling you, this this Cowboys running game, this this probably could be the best running game we've ever seen. I don't know about that. It's a lethal one-two punch, and I hope it keeps up. But I'm not ready to give him that title yet. I mean, all from this play, an average of close to eight yards per play. So. <laughs> And looking at you know, and our you know the third down efficiency, both teams were kind of awful. Panthers were four for thirteen, while Dallas went three for nine. And this is kind of embarrassing for us, but the, for Carolina to go to go a perfect three for three on fourth down, it's definitely not fun. But and speaking of the offensive line, I might be wrong, but I don't recall seeing a holding penalty on on our offensive line. Do you? No. <laughs> So that's big. That's a huge improvement. And speaking of the offensive line, I, I think I mean I'm not, I don't know about you, but this off the offensive line really is is making me eat my words. It's especially the dude who's taking over for Lyle Collins. I mean the dude's been doing a fantastic job. I think it's Terrence Steele. Yes. Or, McGo- or the other dude McGovern. Well, you've got to love that. You've got to love the line not being absolutely decimated very quickly like it usually is. I'm really asking, like, all of a sudden the offensive line is just playing a whole lot better. Could it? Uh, some might say it's because the you know they're basically the dynamic duo of Zeke and Tony Pollard. They're labeling it as a two-headed monster. Some people believe that, but it's because they're like, well, we had that last year, but the offensive line was horrible. Although last year, you know, Tyron Smith was hurt, Zach Martin got hurt, you know, Lyle Collins missed the entire season. So the situation really isn't as bad, and Lyle Collins isn't hurt. And actually, when we when I saw the news that Lyle Collins allegedly tried to bribe uh, an NFL drug test inspector, whatever you want to call it, look, this is not right, Wiley. But I kind of found that a little bit funny that he tried to bribe the drug guy. Yeah, I thought it was funny too. I'm like, look, just take the take the d- damn drug test. Like, you know what? Look, I get it. If, if whether you think it's ridiculous or not, look. Your team needs you. Just comply, all right. <laughs> you know, save yourself the trouble. But you know, but but of course, you know, because when it comes to the Cowboys, it, there's no surprise that the commissioner is going to do what is going to do whatever it takes to really kind of put us at such bad disadvantages, right? True. <laughs> yeah, true. But anyway, now I want to take a look at the wide receiver core. Okay, you know what? First things first. I am my fantasy team. You know, I, I, I'm just like you know what I'm. I'm not gonna take it seriously anymore because this my fantasy team fails me. I, I, I don't know if, if I should say that or it's just me. In my case, it's just pure bad luck because I started CD Lamb and got nothing. And a CD Lamb disappeared in this game, which didn't do me any favors at all. I did start Dalton Schultz. I benched Dallas Goddard. That Dalton Schultz actually didn't didn't get too many points, but Dalton Schultz did did, did not disappoint. I can't say he did, but. 
it was good to see Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper has been a little bit quiet, but you know, Amari Cooper had that brilliant touchdown catch. I mean, I mean, I was like, incredibly. That that was just incredible. <laughs> because from the angle that I saw it, I, I thought they were gonna rule it like out of bounds. But then I see the replay, like, nope, that was in. Cooper did great, and Zeke had a great day as well. Yeah, I gotta ask you because if Zeke continues to continues to do that, is is it okay? Well, I gotta ask you: Is it possible for Zeke to make you change your mind about him? Is it possible for you to become a Zeke fan again? Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> because you know the problem is you know because ever since he got paid, we haven't seen the best of him. So. But, you know, this particular game, I mean, he was breaking take tackles, you know, like, doing that. So, he was finally being the Zeke that we want to see. So, all I can say is, well, you're doing good. Keep doing it. I mean, average 7.2 yards per uh, per carry. I mean, you know, both he and Pollard average close to 7 yards per carry. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. And, you no know, Prescott, too, a brilliant running game, running day for him. Although, I have to admit, every time he ran the ball, I did have to hold my breath because I just didn't want anything to happen to him. But... Anyway, let's now look at the defense. So, the Chauncey Goldson had ha- uh, half a sack. It was good to see, hey, Mika Parsons had a beautiful sack as well. And I'm telling you, Mika Parsons seems to be getting better every day as well. Yeah, hopefully he can top out as a top-tier player <laughs> and stay healthy. Well, i got to ask you, Wiley. Does it make a difference to you whether Mika Parsons is at defensive end or at the linebacker position? What was the question? Well, because, well, you know how Mika Parsons, he's basically shifted between a defensive end position and being, being in the linebacker core, right? Yeah, like, I like him better as a backer. Okay. I mean, for me, it, as long as he's putting pressure, because, you know, the pace pass rushing, he's actually been doing good. As long as he's doing that, it, it makes no difference to me. But because, you know, we need Parsons, you know, we need him. He's... You know he's one of our top guys. I mean, even though he's a rookie, but he's you know doing a great great job. But as long as our defense can get the job done, you know, if he's at the defensive end position and he's putting pressure on the on the quarterback, you know, then you know Leighton Vander Esch, you know, is able to kind of like take over the linebacker course. So, but either way, we just I just want this defense not not to get burned. But you know, unfortunately, that still happens. But oh, and that reminds me. There was a play where DeMonte Casey had a big hit and, and the referees penalized him for unnecessary roughness. I thought that was a bullshit call. <laughs> you know the play I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know. It was borderline. I mean, oh. I, I saw it. it. It looked like shoulder to shoulder, but... But, you know, when you're a player, I mean, you don't know when the referee's going to penalize you for no reason. No bogey here. And then you're a bogey next one. Right. So, uh, any th- any thoughts on the uh, on the Panthers uh, from your uh, point of view? Just what I expected. They look bad without their best player and one of their best defensive players. Didn't uh, Hassan Reddick actually leave the game? I know he left the game at one point, but I don't remember. Did he ever return? No, it wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> oh boy, well, I mean. This, this game, I mean, I would have to say Trayvon Diggs, you know, him coming, you know, being, you know, NFC Defensive Player of the Month for September, I mean, that's huge. And and he starts this month with two interceptions. I mean, 
Wouldn't be surprised if Trayvon Diggs ends up being Defensive Player of the Year. If he keeps going at this rate. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered everything. Is there anything that we missed, Mr. Venomous Stare, sir? Pretty good, I think. <laughs> I mean, this game is straightforward. I mean, I had... This game was just one of those games where you just know everything off the top of your head because you see it, and, and, and the Cowboys just proved the point. Because like, like I said in the preview, they run the game, sack the quarterback, force some turnovers, and the Cowboys did just that. Yeah, definitely. But, but the fact that I'm just so dumped by the fact that Dak Prescott was not sacked at all in this game by, by, by the team that led the league in sacks, I mean, that's just, wow. I mean, th- this is why the offensive line deserves much praise. Absolutely. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Riley, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? At Venomous Stare, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Easy. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, how about them Cowboys? Easy.